ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the voice cast. We're taking a look at your favorite animated characters, figuring out who played them the best, the worst, and the weirdest. I'm your host, Justin, and with me always is Will. Like zoinks, man. Good to be back. Today, we're looking at the classic dog who cannot die no matter how hard he tries, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, the Great Dane of Legend, started as a Hanna-Barbera classic, and later evolved into being a far beyond a basic cult following. It's a major media phenomenon. Even when it came to just merchandise, there's a new, there's a Scooby-Doo movie every single year. Did you know that? Every nine months, from my research. Yeah, every nine months, a new Scooby-Doo movie. Mind you, the the quality has quite drastically dropped and is now relying more on gimmicks and guest actors as compared to the stuff from the 80s and 90s, which were actually really good movies. I personally grew up with Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. And I yeah, I'm, I mean, did you see the anything of the new one? I haven't yet, but it seems like a Scooby-Doo equivalent of the Brave and the Bold with people like Urkel and just old Hanna-Barbera characters. It just looks bizarre. But at the same time, Scooby in recent years has really made its name by being self-aware of how stupid it was from the start. They even got one of my favorite one of my favorite YouTubers, Decker Shadow, to basically do an entire fucking retrospective series about the goddamn movies and TV show. What, Hanna-Barbera paid them? No. He does mostly do it out of self-interest. You know, aside from his horror movie stuff. By the way, shout out to Decker Shadow, the internet personality with the best hair. This was not sponsored. I just really liked the guy. Oh, that's kind of funny, actually. A horror guy does Scooby-Doo retrospect. That's cute. I like that. Well, anyway, Scooby-Doo is bizarre, but we got five voice actors throughout the years that helped elevate the weirdness to levels that for some reason still exist today. I don't know. Scooby-Doo is just one of those franchises that just doesn't die. Eh, there's a lot you can do with it, especially when you... Because it has a core concept down, and it, it, it filled a niche that during it, during its apex... No one else filled the niche, but everything tried to imitate it. The Amazing Chan Clan, uh, Jabberjaw, which, by the way, were all Hanna-Barbera made, but they tried to compete with the Scooby-Doo formula, and they just didn't do as well as Scooby-Doo. Now, if you guys want to know, we're doing this because there is a more serious CGI movie coming out in about a month from now, so this is our Scooby-Doo month. We are going to be taking a look at all the characters had different voice comparisons, and then talking about the movie in question when it comes out. Like, we're going to view, review the gang, man. And starting out, the original voice of Scooby-Doo, the legendary Don Mezek. Man, this is Spooksville. Yeah, Spooksville. That's it! Don Messick, a Hanna-Barbera all-star, not only being the first ever Scooby-Doo, but also being the voices of Boo Boo from Yogi Bear, Papa Smurf from the Smurfs, of course, and, and even Scrappy-Doo. Although I think the most important role that he has done for this podcast is voicing Astro on the Jetsons, 
another dog that speaks in re. Don Messick actually developed this technique that he called growl talk with Astro, which helped him perfect the voice of Scooby-Doo. As a matter of fact, Astro started out lower when he started, but when Scooby-Doo came out, Messick actually pitched up Astro's voice in order for it to differentiate. Makes sense to me. It just shows what a legend this guy is to be so self-aware of just keeping his characters different from each other. I mean, we bitch about people like, say, Tara Strong, who just... Is the same fucking two or three voices. It's like one of those old, professional, Shakespearean-type actors who were inspired by the classic stuff, and then you just have people who are inspired by dumb stoner comedy movies. Mind you, we, we appreciate Seth Rogen in this house. I was going to say Clerks, but I know you love that movie, which I have not seen yet. God fucking damn it, we gotta watch that. Kevin Smith is a genius. I really have to. Scooby is also Don Messick's favorite voice. Definitely full of personality, with a lot of inflections and a lot of expression, as it does not often suffer the usual curse of people talking in deep voice, which t- typically makes everyone sound the same, like a big lummox or... It's the, the prototypical, oh, oh, me, big bad guy. Yeah, there... Uh, it's not the case for Scoobs. There is character with Scooby-Doo, which is, which is really nice. But if you want an example of how not to do that well, you can just look at Hadley K, who voiced him once for 13 seconds in a Johnny Bravo episode, Bravo Dooby-Doo, in 1997. Yeah! <laughs> Mystery? Why would a ghost be covered in flour? Yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that episode very, very well. It was actually fucking hilarious. It was funny. Just the classic line of <laughs> Johnny and Velma losing their glasses. Velma's, my glasses! I can't see without my glasses! And Johnny's like, my glasses! My glasses! I can't be seen without my glasses! <laughs> Other Fuck than it. other than uh, that, Hadley was in R- R- Rupert. I, I haven't heard of this shit. Uh, he was Giuseppe, Giuseppe Pizza. I, I I bring that up because it's fucking funny. I mean, probably the most noteworthy thing is the main boy from the Care Bros movie and Dark Heart from the second one. Have you seen those movies? I haven't. I haven't either, and I choose not to. That's probably good. Um. So, I think this voice is bad, and while I don't think it's hard to do a Scooby-Doo voice... Scooby-Doo has a certain baritone to his voice, you know, (laughs) but it sounds like Hadley's just going... Yeah, he goes too much into the growl talk, which is how I am judging these voice actors today, is Don Messick's gonna be the best. Because it's it's just what's going to happen. But it's just the technique that I need to really look into. And one thing that I noticed while doing my research is that Scooby's voice works the best when you already know what he's going to say. Like, a lot of Scooby's dialogue is just responding off of Shaggy. Like, like oh, oh, Zoink, Zoink, Scoob, this is really scary. Yeah, scary. That, that's it. No monologues. Scooby should not have a mind of his own. No. And 
and Hadley, or the writing at least, breaks that, where he's just like, but why would a ghost be covered in flour? Is one of the most annoying things I've ever heard in my life. Finding a good middle ground between the ecstatic nature of Hadley's unprofessionalism and the core and the core of Scooby-Doo Don Messick, we have our next actor, Scott Ines. Excuse me. Run and hide. Run boy. Run boy. Run boy. Yuck. Roll rotter. Roll better. Rabbit. Rabbit. Oh yeah. Rats. Excuse me. Run. Scooby Dooby Doo. For most of the nineties movies and then most of the video games is the voice of. Scooby, but also in a lot of things, the voice of Shaggy. Like it's Scooby doing the witch's ghost. He's both Shoogie, Shoogie, Scooby and Shaggy. Shoogie, Shaggy. Or Scooby doing alien and invaders. Well, and now we have Shooby. No, I said Shoogie. Like Shogi. Like Shogi. But really funny, in the Scooby-Doo movie, he was Scrappy-Doo. Also Fred, Barney, and Astro. The only other not Hanna-Barbera thing he's done is Megas XLR, where he plays a parody of the Red Voltron guy named Argo. There are a lot of these voice actors that are just hired because they are just great impersonators of these classic characters because, you know, they grew up with them just doing their voices all the time. I know that's how Billy West got a lot of his work. But that's, how also, he got, that's how he became the Looney Tunes star that he is. But I noticed. Um, so, Don Mezic was playing Scooby-Doo since the beginning from 1969 for over 40 years until his retirement in 96. Afterwards, Scott Innes took over for Zombie Island 98, um, yep. The Witch's Ghost, and Cyber Chase. Those are the main ones. Everything else that Scott Innes has done with voicing Scooby has only been side projects, like video games. Or, all vid- the, or, all or the ride attractions. Exactly. All the main stuff, like the movies or the TV shows, that was Frank Welker. So, Scott Innes was kind of dealt this strange hand where he was just doing the projects that not as many people cared about, and then once Frank Welker took over everything related to do with Scooby-Doo... He was just annexed from the platform. Aside from just one or two other bit parts playing as Shaggy. But we're going to be talking about Shaggy a lot more next week. Um... He's okay. He's not as strong with the dog growl as Mezic. Um, but he is good with stringing together his lines. Yeah. Admittedly. Tone, yeah, the tone is very good. Although, I was watching a bit of Zombie Island, and there, there were one or two moments where it was just weird to... It wasn't hard to understand what Scoop was saying due to context, but there were things like he was... You know, Zombie Island has, a, has those cat people at the end of it. The main enemies turn into cats. Spoilers for a movie that's over 20 years old. Yep. Um, but Scooby keeps saying it with his usual R. Rats. R disposition. Yeah, he said as rats. There was even a part where Shaggy's like getting ready for dinner and he's like, like, don't I look great or what, Scoob? And Scooby says, Rue that. And I had to pause it because I was like, did Scooby just say screw that? <laughs> Which clearly Rude was not rat. true, but I had to take a double take. 
apparently he was saying true that, but it's, but it still is just like. Now that's the funny part. That's <laughs> yeah. what I like about the voice. It gives Scooby more of an intelligence than just repeating. It gives him opinions. But I think Scooby is the worst when he says those opinions. I, I don't. Scooby's, Scooby's charm is just, oh, this stupid dog can talk, but he doesn't talk well because he's but a he's dog. But he's not a stupid dog. He's a very smart dog. That's why he can talk. He's a smart dog. He's he's just at the borderline. He's like a retarded genius of dogs. Uh, an idiot savant, if you will. Yeah. Although there was Scooby Dumb, so... Yeah. We don't talk about Scooby Dumb. Yeah, we t- <laughs> I think Hanna-Bar- The only time I've seen Scooby Dumb return in anything is either between intervals, like when they're transitioning between shows, it shows all the characters on the Hanna-Barbera screen, then it freezes on one of them. Or in the bumpers for Boomerang, where I think there was one of them where it was like a bunch of Scooby-Doo toys. When you press down on them, the, the tail wags, and it's it's a layer of Scooby-Doo, then a layer of Scooby-Dumb, then a layer of Scooby-Doo, and a layer of Scooby-Dumb. Boomerang was a fucking experience. Holy shit. Would you buy the subscription service to it? No. No. Why would you do that for old shows? That's stupid. It was convenient when it was part of my cable package. Other than that, no thank you. And even at that, you can only see the same episodes of Tom and Jerry and Johnny Quest over and over again, and so you just get sick of the whole style of that era. Yeah. Mind you, not saying it's a bad bad style, I'm just saying I kind of got sick of it after a while. Now, if they rebooted everything, that would be an experience. Oh, no. I don't want to see old cartoons get rebooted. I never said it would have been good. I just said it would have been an experience. Oh, no. It would have been an experience. I would have avoided, like, the coronavirus. Oh, no. We're going to get demonetized, guys. We said the corona word. Send well your pledges to Queens, New York. Just throw it on the street. He'll find it. Well, thanks, middle fuck nowhere, Florida, for doxing me. How big is Queens? Come on. Second biggest borough in the state. There you go. They're not going to find you. Frank Welker. He's my hero. We told you so. You're welcome. Okay. No way. Scooby Dooby Doo. Well, what's new? Frank Welker, another classic Hanna-Barbera voice and a close friend of Don Messick as they are fellow voice actors starting from the same time. The original voice of Freddie Jones. And who has been doing it forever. The only guy, and he still sounds like he's in his 20s. It's, It's a marvel. He is a genius. We talked about Harley Quinn decades ago, and we were talking about how Arlene Sorkin got replaced by Tara Strong after, I presume, she retired, and Tara Strong took over Harley Quinn, who has been working with Sorkin throughout the entire Batman animated series, but Strong is just worse by comparison. This is where understudies, a good understudy and a bad understudy. And Welker's a good understudy. Practically identical. Yeah, no, um, beat for beat, but also keeping his own identity as Scoobs. He keeps it recognizable, but also differentiates just enough to be a standalone thing. 
you can definitely tell a Don Messick from a Frank Welker Scooby-Doo. But they're so familiar feeling. It's not that it's hard to, it's just that I know they're different, but it's not that bad. Or it's not as bad as it could be. It's actually great. Like, when you're doing research, sure. I have to find those differences. It's my hobby. I'd like it to be my job. But when you're just listening to it, you can't tell the difference. You really can't. And Welker's been doing it ever since, including voicing him in the upcoming Scooby-Doo movie alongside a whole bunch of celebrities who I presume are not going to be very good. He also showed up in the Scooby-Doo movie, voicing the creatures. Oh, by the way, Frank Welker is also a very well-known animal and beast voice guy. And also a personal one for me. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in the Epic Mickey series. Like, I don't know if you played that game, Will, but it's just... I see that Frank Welker is voicing this character who was Disney's first character ever, even before Mickey Mouse, being reimagined for the series. And I think, of course, that's perfect casting. Who else do you choose to play a classic character than none other than Frank Welker, who has been doing animation since the dawn of fucking time. Basically. I don't want him to die, obviously. <laughs> but I am very no, concerned what would happen if he does die to all these classic characters. He's a pillar. He is a pillar of animation. He's a pillar of the industry. And lastly, ending on bit of a whimper we have neil fanning for the live action scooby-doo movies from the early 2000s really Unleashed to Scooby-Doo, and also the Monsters Unleashed video game. Oh, God. Scooby-Doo. The design's a nightmare. Please don't. Go away. I was scared of this as a kid. The commercials terrified (laughs) me. I had to watch the movie for the first five minutes hiding with my parents before I was just like, oh, this isn't too bad. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a step up from, say, Hadley K, but it still suffers the same... (laughs) It makes fucking Scooby... He he makes Scooby-Doo sound like Taz the Tasmanian Tiger, but a little more intelligence and cognition. (laughs) It's... That's true. He actually transforms into it during one of the movies as a potion. On top of that, the writing is just... There's a lot of this skateboard lingo because that was what was popular back then. Like, you remember the ending scene in Monsters Unleashed where he's using the fire extinguisher as a skateboard? But, like, man, Shaggy's not even a skater! (laughs) If anything, he's a surf dude. Brenton! <laughs> Brenton! <laughs> yeah, final verdict? Best is Messick. Because, come on. Worst is Hadley K. And the weird one I'm putting down is Neil Fanning. Because there was no reason... 
why they should have taken a random Australian who has not done voice acting before. The dude's Australian, by the way. Um, and just made him do Scooby-Doo. Which, apparently, since Welker was already there voicing some of the monsters, bizarre. Why didn't they just get him to do it? Some of this stuff confuses me. What about you, Will? Best, Frank. Worst, Neil. Weirdest, Scott. You like Welker the best? Well, I, I like Scott the best, but I like Frank a little more. While I grew up a lot with Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, I also grew up a lot with um, Ghoul School. Yeah, the one cartoon I could not find. During the fucking Red Shirt Raggy days. Like a movement or some shit. No, like fucking Lupin. Hmm. Holy shit. Because he did have- didn't Shaggy have like a blue shirt for a while? I- I don't think so. Looking it up now. Um, an alternative Gigaverse and future version of Greetra Shaggy. His Giga voice was destroyed when the Abyss consumed it in its entirety. Blue Shirt Shaggy is the only survivor of the Abyssal Destruction. <laughs> what? I found what? this thing called the called the Gigaverse. What the fuck is the Gigaverse? The history is mostly the same as Green Shirt Shaggy. However, BSS comes from a future where Bobby Shmorma. This is not real. This is a fucking meme. It, it, it it's like the fucking neo scary godmother shit. This is some creepypasta shit. <sighs> they must just come out at the same time during the meme where it's like, live action Shaggy was possessed by a lesser being. Anyway, um, all of that is going to be deleted. Thank you guys so much for watching this podcast. It was a bit of a short one, but eh, what can you do? Um, next week we're going to be talking about Shaggy. Take a look, look at our social medias at facebook.com slash thevoicecast. Reddit.com slash the voice cat. And if you want the audio only version of this, look it up a day earlier. Anchor.fm slash voicecasters. We are the voicecasters. Voicecast wasn't in it. Plus, also, I think that sounds cool. I don't know. It's like Dreamcasters. And that's not cool to you? Is the Dreamcast cool? Kind of. Is it really? Yes. Terrible name. Great console. Go in the corner, Will. I am in the corner. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good night. See you next week for Shaggy. Shaggy.